after 52 weeks, we have finally crossed a finish line that I don't think either of us ever thought was possible. Borat Club has reached the end of the road, the end of the year of Borat Hell. Ryan, we did it. We made it. <laughs> oh, Niall. We made Niall, it. Niall, Niall, How... How did we get to this point? How... <sighs> it's incredible. It's incredible, it's, right? It's incredible. It's incredible. We persevered through a pandemic, through sheer agony, pain, and torture... And tonight we put a bow on Borat and we kick him out of our lives once and for all. And who better, Ryan, to join us on this final viewing of Borat than the man who was with us the first time we watched it. John, welcome back to the show. Folks. Oh God, it's over. <laughs> Legitimately, and, and I say this completely unironically, it is an honor to be here. Like... Thank you. Being here for the end of the line, for the final Borat viewing, it, it means a lot. It really does. And I'm I'm happy for you that this is no longer going to be a part of your life once this is uh, out the door. Oh, um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's indescribable. Like, I'm so just relieved. Like, I thought we felt relief when we finished the first one and we were like, oh, we only have four watches of Borat 2 or whatever, but I but just But then the sequel like... turned out to be so bad that it was a trial in and of itself. It was. Like, I just feel like... I feel 20 pounds lighter. I just... Oh. I can't even put it into words how good I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a whole bit on this podcast where we would start the recording of this episode and I was going to pop a bottle of champagne. Mm -hmm. But considering I had never actually opened a bottle of champagne before, I was too worried about it spilling out and messing up the carpet. So instead I just had a glass of champagne while we were watching the movie. Uh, I made sort of like a mimosa type situation. Mm. And it, it, it helped a little bit. I think it definitely made the movie a little bit more tolerable, but like... Even then, I am just elated to be done with this film. I am I am Orson Welles with the French champagne. I am like, <laughs> I am inspired by the French excellence to <laughs> stop watching Borat for the rest of my life. And it is, it's an incredible feeling. Like, I, I genuinely cannot recommend it enough. If our, uh, if our viewers at home ever want to feel good about themselves, uh, feel good about their position in life... Just watch Borat every week for a year, and let me tell you, the sense of relief that you feel on that final viewing will change your life. You will be a new person. Yeah, it's... I feel like I've gotten a fresh start, you know, like this is my second chance, like I'm just out of prison, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to, to put my life back together, but, but John, this was your first viewing, and hopefully your only viewing ever of Borat 2. And uh, I gotta say, the the thing I really noticed was uh, not a lot of laughs coming from your direction. Uh, I, I feel like weirdly I was, enough, I feel like I was mostly silent during this film because there was nothing yeah. to say. Yeah. There was no like, you know, when we watched Borat one, 
I I had a good time again, not because of the film itself, but because it was with y'all. It was it was an experience. Sure. There were bits to riff on. There were memories. You know, we could laugh. I, I could laugh at like you know all the things that you all talked about, and that was a good time. For this, I don't know if. I don't like. Obviously, you all shouldn't keep watching this. You know, I'm not gonna wish that upon you. But I don't know if it's because you know you didn't watch it over and over again, and like things didn't materialize. Or I mean, I what what I do think is just there isn't anything to build off of in this film. No. So that's kind of what happened. Like, there's no, there's nothing to be like. There, there were no. There were no life preservers on this ship. You just sink, you know, like you, you, right. They didn't toss you the car dealership guy or the, you know, driving instructor or any of the, like the, the, the sucking her dick line or anything like that. You know, like there's nothing, there's nothing like that in this film. Um, it's, it's very bad. It's very, very bad. Um, (laughs) yeah, there really is like absolutely nothing to grab onto here like i feel like even for you like on that first watch it's so like you put the two movies side beside side to side and there's they're really like there's no meat on the bones of borat too no it's just it's nothing (laughs) no and you know you talked about it with rose last week um how like you know how how fucked up it would be if trump won or whatever but you know like i i feel like this movie was literally made to watch for a two week long part of time like you you had to watch this directly before the election or it meant absolutely nothing and even then it still didn't mean anything to anyone who isn't like the most milk toast liberal just asshole who just um, like the kind of person who follows trump just to reply to all of his tweets with like image macros of his of his face photoshopped on a baby or something like that like that is a hundred percent yeah all it is it's just that the same jokes like you know people riff on the right for having five jokes but the liberals also just have five jokes it is it, pretty this, much yeah, yeah this movie is just the, those five jokes it is just orange man bad grab her by the pussy like you're fired like it's it's just that it's just making it's just the same shit and none of it matters you know like it's it's mm-hmm. definitely better, you know. Like I'd, I'd, I'd rather those people exist in this world than, you know, than the right wing, the people that are, you know, actual threats. But I mean, you know, it, it, like there's that Malcolm X quote where, you know, the the people that are just like that aren't actively fighting. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but the people that aren't actively yeah, fighting yeah. for change are like just as bad as as the people that are enacting the the bad things. Or even more so, I think. I think he said, but still, but still, right? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it, it's it, very bad. It, it, it is. It's it's very bad. It's like I don't know if either of you saw it, but like there was this like viral tweet going around where somebody took like the end of Avengers Endgame and or something, <laughs> yes. and like photoshopped like Joe Biden's head onto Captain America mm-hmm. or whoever. Like yeah. It like it's it, it's exactly for the kind of person who unironically like retweeted that being like this is amazing right like it's yeah the Venn diagram of those audiences are a circle mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. It is just... It's nothing. It, 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 yeah, like, it, re- it really is, like, the thing of, like... Yeah, like, neolibs also have only five jokes, and mm-hmm. also, like... SBC rattles them all off in the space of about 15 seconds when he tries to present his daughter to Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like I feel like we didn't notice it, Ryan, the first couple times, but he does, like, the you're fired and yeah. grab her by the pussy and, like, all that in, like, literally the space of a few seconds in that sequence. Yeah, for our, for our fourth watch and our final watch, um, I did notice quite a few things I just don't think I had picked up on in previous viewings, and, um... The you're fired thing was, I think, something I noticed last time. Just the way that he says it, it's so pathetic. And it really, I think, displays something that we've said a lot about SBC on this podcast, which is that he's just not good at improv, right? Right. Like, and it's not only that he's not good at improv, it's that the punchlines he's aiming for are just like as you and John said, sort of the lowest hanging fruit here. And so to hear him just, you know, shoot off all these dingers at once and then have to sit through the rest of the movie, it's <laughs> it's really kind of depressing, to be honest. I um, I noticed uh, this, this, is, this is just kind of an aside. There were a couple other things I noticed this viewing that I'll just touch on and we can keep going. But um, the one that stands out is when they're in the hotel parking lot after the, like, Republican Women's Conference or whatever, and uh, Tutar's kind of chewing out Borat, and she says, look, there's a there's a woman driving a car right there, and Borat goes, no, that's Dog the Bounty Hunter, which is a, <laughs> which is a callback to something from earlier. And uh, yeah. that's, that's about the kindest thing I can say to this viewing, right, is that I, I did notice uh, new material, but... Um, John, you uh, you you did laugh at a couple parts uh, here and there. I think a lot of them were ones that I also thought were kind of funny, like stuff that's really just sort of you know funny or dumb or that sort of thing. So what what was it like positive that stood out to you about this film? Like, was there anything that you thought was worthwhile here? I kind of just chuckled a little bit at how some folks were like just ready to play along. I think. Right. I, I think a lo- like there were two things. They were either just like you know what, this is just some dumb stunt, you know, whatever. I'm gonna roll with it. Or they were actors, and I definitely feel like a lot of the people in this movie were actors. I agree with you. Like especially the QAnon guys from the cabin. Like those guys were absolutely actors, or they were at the very least like maybe later on paid to do the like when they were talking to Tutar. Uh, that was a hundred percent like no human being normal human being would just go up to a woman especially when they were like earlier on being like yeah no women have rights like when they're just like going up there saying like well, you have to go get given to rudy giuliani or whatever and or else he's gonna get pulled apart by cows like you know they, they would be like it, you'd have to be completely not paying attention to anything to not pick up on that you know like they're QAnon people but they're not that stupid you know um yeah and and you know i I thought a few other like little things were funny just like i i thought like the guy the fedex was funny just because again like he's just ready to you know do what he's got to do um like i i them just returning to that same fedex uh over and over was a little funny same with how they you know kept the guy at the electronic store in there 
Right. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a little funny that they just, like, had those people be characters in a way. Like, that's a little funny. Um, and then the one time that I laughed out loud, like, legit guffawed, was how bad the green screen was at the end of the movie. Like, the last shot was legitimately <laughs> yeah. fucking hysterical. That um, yeah. was, like, the most you laughed at anything in this whole film, is yeah. that terrible green screen at the in the final shot. Yeah. Them just, like awkwardly placed in there waving while like the the karen is like sneezing on the dead fauci and it's like the shittiest looking mm-hmm. like thing you've ever seen in your life it is hysterical when you see it and like i feel like that that's the biggest laugh that not only john had but rose and scott and me and you like <laughs> all five of us who have like watched it on this sure. show over the past month like it's, that's the that's the biggest laugh it's just had. it's just astoundingly bad right like yeah it is it is i i don't know if it's just because they had a limited budget to make this thing with i don't know if it's because they were kind of cutting corners where they needed to and obviously the green screen isn't going to be a priority in sort of your you know sketch comedy punked kind of political film right but sure at the same time you got to you can make it mediocre, but you can't make it bad. And it's bad enough that it really draws attention to itself. And I think that's why it's so funny. And it's not just that it's like mediocre. It's that, Oh no, they got someone who is in editing one Oh one at the local university to like cut and paste Borat and Tutar into this scene where the light sources are completely different and you can like see the, the sharper outline around them in comparison to the rest of the scene. Yeah, it's it's it, it like uh, it it to me it's it's uh, it's very clearly something that you have purely because it's COVID, you know, yeah, like and this sure. is probably the only way they could get it out the door. I mean, it sounded like that movie was coming in hot too. Like they were really rushing this thing, so you know, I wouldn't maybe be surprised if it changed in the future. Like if they went back and redid it, if this movie has any kind of lasting uh impact but but i don't think it will so no. it, it probably do you actually th- won't. okay here's a question do either of y'all think this will get a theatrical theatrical release down the line no no okay. no way no way i think everybody who would potentially see borat has already seen borat at this point yeah that that's what i was gonna say it is fully just no, there's no reason to. There's it, everyone's seen it, and you know it, it's it's so of the time. You know, like I I really feel like as time goes on, like like I, I would love to have a movie reviewer watch this movie again in a year and re-review it. Like even like no matter what happens, you know, like I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Biden Biden's supposed to be the president. You know, who knows what insane shit is going to go on in the next few months. But if things, quote unquote, go back to normal, which, you know, hopefully it doesn't in a good way. um, It's I would still love to see somebody watch this and be like, okay, yeah, we have Biden in the White House. Things are, you know, COVID's hopefully taken care of. What does this mean now? What does this do for anyone to even think about? And it's nothing. It's nothing. It's yeah. al- it's already nothing. And you know, Trump's still president, and COVID's still rampant. You know, it's 
It's it, the things that this movie are trying to lampoon are still active, and it's nothing. It's it's a it's a whimper in the wind. Yeah, it. Like I know, I know we've said it like a million times at this point, but fucking hell, like it is just. It it just feels like I'm watching something already, and it's from like. Like, it might as well be as old as the original Borat, you know? Yeah. Like, it really, just... really, it really does. I, I I don't know if you agree with me on this, John, but we've kind of talked about it. It doesn't feel like his humor has evolved at all since 2006, no. right? Like, the only difference between this and Borat 1 is this movie has less racial slurs. Like, I, I, I just feel like there's no... Like, even, even in comparison to stuff like Bruno, which took a different approach than Borat, it just really feels like, down to the jokes, like when he goes into the uh, hardware store and asks about the gas canisters, it's the same bit as the Hummer thing in the first film, but just with a lot less personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, Niall, one of the reasons it feels dated like that, like we've kind of discussed, is it just is the same movie but with a big red coat of paint that says 2020 on the front of it right Mm -hmm. like that's all this is yeah it's yeah he i I think you're right like he he really hasn't learned much if anything he feel I, i actually feel like it's kind of gone backwards because by not even trying to really evolve it's no longer like anything about it that was shocking or mildly subversive 15 years ago is gone right yeah. like so it's it, now it's just it's not cutting edge like no. exactly like, like, we, we've we've seen all this before it, it may as well be an snl skit you know like because you're getting the same level of incisiveness as you would get from one of those it's sure it's just like and like the worst part about it is because it's so, you know, just weak and so by the numbers and, like, just has nothing unique or new to it, it's even difficult to talk about it because it's so non-existent. It's just there. Like, it just doesn't... Like, it it washes over you when you feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... Like, I would give anything to hate this movie with the passion that I hate the original movie with, but I can't even sum, like, summon that up in myself. Like, it's just... I mean, maybe I you would if nothing. you watched it 40-something times, you know? Like, but you shouldn't do that. Like, I, I mean, you would absolutely hate this... If you watch this movie an equal amount of times to the first one, you absolutely would hate the second one, purely because of just how boring it is. Like, it's... It, yeah, like, exactly. Like, before, it was like... Okay, yeah, this is bad, but there's, like, these spikes. There's these little spikes of entertainment. In this one, it is completely flat. It is watching paint dry. It is nothing. You will, like, you will hate this because you are tired, because you are bored, because there is nothing to it. That is why. Yeah. Yeah, it it would be just, like, hatred out of apathy, almost. Like, Like, I'm already apathetic towards it, you know? Like, I'm already, like whatever like it's over now i don't have to watch it again great it's boring i feel nothing i i barely register anything that it's saying even though i'm sitting in front of it like uh, for like 90 minutes and paying 
rapt attention to it like it just doesn't lodge itself in my brain at all like i feel like six months from now i'm going to remember none of it mm-hmm. like it's absolutely not no it's it's nothing it's pointless it's it's the ultimate like did not need to exist sequel there's <laughs> there's no reason for it to exist it's yeah it's pointless mm-hmm. i like i can't even care about it i can't even feign anger about it it's just yeah it's not a movie <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, com- it's completely like just artistically corrupt it is just it is it's nothing like the 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 the, the fart that they inserted into the scene where they're at the <laughs> um plastic surgeon is the equivalence of this entire movie like there's nothing I, I loved your reaction to that John because I don't think anyone else we've had watching this movie commented on it at all but um there is uh, there is that scene for those of you that don't know where he's in um the uh, plastic surgery area area why did i say that like it's a bioshock game <laughs> he's, in, he's in the um he's in the plastic surgery office trying to get tutars you know uh titties 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 titties, titties. titties. uh enhanced and when she tells him the price they adr in this like stock fart sound effect and like I've noticed it. I know Niall has noticed it, but like there was this beat and John, you were like, was that, was that (laughs) you, you, you pointed it out. And, um, I think that says a lot about this movie is that that's just kind of it, right? Like Mm -hmm. it, 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 it just is, it just is. This movie is a lot of things. And I think I had a point with this, but what I'm trying to say is that it just is, It, it really does like y'all are saying, uh, in in the words of Siskel and Ebert, just kind of lay there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, It's something you can watch. It's something you can hear. If they ever release it on Blu-ray, it'll be something you can uh, sensibly touch, right? But mm-hmm. it doesn't touch you, is the no. problem. Yeah. It's, it's personal Jesus. Reach out and touch Borat. But you don't get anything from it, really. Uh, you... you spend an hour and a half of your life watching this terrible movie. And when it's done, you say, all right, thanks, mm-hmm. Sasha. Very cool. And everyone just kind of moves on with their lives. Yeah. Thanks, so I don't man. know. Thanks, man. I, I, I voted, but I didn't feel good about it. And you probably did. And that's what, that's what separates us. Yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I just keep going back to that, like, end screen where it's like vote now or you'll be executed or whatever and it's just like this movie didn't make anyone vote no like anybody who was gonna anybody who was gonna vote was gonna vote without borat like borat isn't like i'm i'm glad he didn't do this because i was worried he would where he was going to try and like especially in a close race like where he would try and like position himself as like having somehow influenced the election but he didn't do that in the in the uh, aftermath of it but still like i i genuinely don't think anybody registered to vote or even voted that wasn't going to because they went wow rudy giuliani's a creep like yeah you know we, know. Like, we all knew like, we know <laughs> yeah we are we already knew and like the movie doesn't even take that much of a shot at Trump either. Like for a movie that's ostensibly designed to get Trump out of office, 
It's like, nothing about... There's, like, nothing about him. And there's nothing yeah. about... I mean, obviously, I... Obviously, while they were shooting this, I, I bet they probably didn't know who was going to be the Democrat nominee. So, But exactly, there, there's yeah. not even anything positive about, like, the Democrats or anything, you know? Like, they... I mean, you know, you know, they they barely mention them. You know, there's like one bit where yeah. like the QAnon guys say that the Democrats are worse than than the virus or whatever, and that's it. There's there's no there is nothing political. Like there's no political statement here. It's just like it's it's just waving around and being like, oh well, you know, some of the guys around Trump aren't very good. You know, they went to jail exactly. or they, you know. Like, like, they, they didn't even... Uh, okay, okay. They had the incriminating scene of Rudy Giuliani, all right? They didn't... If, if, you, if you really pay attention here, they don't even have any kind of, like, negative connotation to what Pence does. Like, there's not any kind of, like... They don't mention any of the things that he has said or done or thinks or believes. There is nothing. Mike Pence is just... You're just supposed to know. And, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously, I don't need them to, like, sit there and, like, list every single thing that Mike Pence has said or done. But there's no condemnation, you know, satirical or otherwise, of the man. He just exists. Like, just the fact that he is, he is associated with Donald Trump is supposed to be it. You're just supposed to be like, oh, man, he got sl- he probably got slightly flustered when Borat showed up dressed as Trump yelling, like, that's it. When this man yeah. is a fucking monster, and like all of these men are monsters, don't get me wrong, but like, like wh- what did you do to him? Wh- yeah, like pretty much the only thing they say is like, "Oh, he's such a pussy hound that he can't be left alone with any women." Like, and that's and that's, that's just the, that's, that's just the gag. That's just a joke about his like weird Christian beliefs where he can't be. Yeah alone with a woman without his wife which is just you know like dumb pot shots that people took at him on twitter when you know hey you you know let's make fun of that instead of how he like wants all gay people to go through conversion therapy and you know how he's a racist and sexist and homophobe and just how much of a complete piece of shit he is it's it's all toothless it's all toothless like i I, I don't I don't know if I I'm I'm almost tempted to say that even the Giuliani stuff is toothless. Like it, I agree. it pretty much is. I agree. Yeah. The yeah. the big joke the big joke of the Giuliani thing turns out not being that Giuliani has his hand down his pants, right? Like the joke of it is that Borat comes in and he thinks it's funny that he's a man in women's underwear and then he begs Giuliani to bone him and talks about how he was like raped in prison, basically. Like, yeah. ooh, very funny. Very progressive, Sasha. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for yeah, this great like, comedy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want him to, ha- I don't want them to have to have like Tutar's actress get like legit felt up by Giuliani or whatever. They don't need no, to go that yeah. far. But like, at the very, like, like, think about what they do with, to catch a predator or something like that. Like, if, if I were them, I would have, like, had her do the interview, trade phone numbers with him, and motherfucker would have sent him her, sent them his dick eventually. Like, that would have been actual incriminating evidence. Like, they just wanted to get some cheap shot and have Borat run out in a fucking outfit. So now Giuliani can, you know, just be like, oh, well, no, I was just tucking my shirt. Like, 
if he actually wanted to nail Giuliani, he absolutely could have. Like if they just if they just like had had them gave him a phone number, you know, did like what perverted justice does and just been like, yeah, you know, just text back and forth for a bit, he would have gotten sexual and they could have absolutely done something. He would have actually gotten in trouble in a way that's not like <laughs> but i mean you know yeah. that, that's not something that they want to do with this they just want a cheap laugh because that's all like they think that's enough to take down trump it's if we make fun of him enough it'll he'll go away which is not how it's going to be you need to fucking you need to actually do work and you have to give a shit about people you know and they don't yeah they don't care yeah yeah like i i almost feel like when they're trying to clown like the only like people they really come close even to successfully clowning on are the people at the like racist march right like that's mm-hmm. it like and even then he's completely like setting them up in a way that he didn't even need to do 14 years ago you know like 14 years ago he was able to s- stand there like and just talk to somebody and they would say something mm-hmm. whereas here he's like doing a call and response thing to try and get it out of people as opposed to just letting them like pull their fucking pants down themselves you know Mm -hmm. like it it all just feels very very weak and just very like i mean toothless is the word right Mm -hmm. like it's it's such it's such an easy thing that it does at every time at like every point right like it always takes the easy road and like we don't need it to do that because you know like all these people are already walking around with their dicks in their hands like they're like you don't need to tell us these things when these people are more than happy to tell them to you themselves Mm -hmm. like you have to dig deeper and you have to you know you have to like explore this stuff like in a more incisive and novel way than just going like look at this daily show bit like it's just Mm -hmm. fucking just bad Here's my question. <laughs> yes. Right? So, in the first Borat, we got the bits with um, Alan Keyes and What's-His-Face, the, the, the milk-breast guy whose name uh, I already... Bob Barr. Bob Barr. Bar. Right. D- depending on how things shake out, do you think anyone's even going to remember who Giuliani is in 14 years? Like, I mean... I guess people will to some degree, but like, yeah, it almost has that same has that same vibe of when you're talking about Richard Nixon and Spiro Agnew, right? Like, you you, you get you get far enough down the line, and you think about Trump, maybe, but who is going to be thinking about Mike Pence, right? Like, where is the? Hmm. I, I I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm being a little too reductive, but it, I feel like it has the same problem, right? Where if you were someone who watched this movie now and you were like a younger person who was less informed about things going on, mm-hmm. then you revisited it the same way that we revisited Borat, uh, you know, 14 years later, would you have any like context for these people at all? And like 14 years later, would someone who was just like, not even 14 years later, but say someone who was born now, watching this 20 years later like would this movie matter to them at all and the answer is no right like there's 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 no staying power to it whatsoever Mm -hmm. i i think um i think it's kind of interesting uh if you want to if you really want to get into like the academia of it and sort of dissect borat as this uh i guess ephemeral narrative where it's both a 
very laser targeted story and laser targeted subject also released on like a streaming platform right i think if we really wanted to write our borat thesis there's an idea there but um i also think i'm grasping for straws at this point because we're four watches in and i know we're excited to be done with this but we're already grasping at straws just because there really is nothing in this film to have a discussion about right like there's nothing in it outside the politics that warren's mentioning even with the um the yard sale lady who i think we're now like 110 percent sure is the same woman like like absolutely yeah yeah i like outside of that what is it's like what john said earlier what is there to even joke about in this movie right none of it none of it resonates at all and i think i think by the time that we're a few months out from this like you said i'll barely remember any of this movie mm-hmm. it's yeah. um it, it's almost like it's funny because we spent so much time angsting and moaning and wailing about this film coming out but i feel like <laughs> in terms of this podcast borat 2 is sort of like a footnote to the larger project right it's totally. like it's mm-hmm. like totally. when they did rocky horror and then they did that the the Glee or not the Glee remake, but like the 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 Fox remake of Rocky Horror with like the the RuPaul people or the Glee people or whatever that was, right? Like everyone <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be so bad, it's gonna ruin the legacy or whatever. And now anyone who likes that movie, anyone who likes Rocky Horror, doesn't even remember that that film came out, right? Like yeah. it's it's just yeah. a it's just a non-entry. And I think uh, I, I think to some degree. Borat 2 will end up having that same kind of effect where there will be people who really like the first one and they'll be like, yeah, the second one came out, but you know, it wasn't as good and just never think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it struck me as we were watching it this week that we watched the original 48 times and I feel like we were still... Like, we were still figuring stuff. Like, you know, we were still seeing things in the background. We were still canonizing, like, silly stuff about, like, extras or whatever. Like, we were, like, this movie was almost out, and we were still like, oh, you know, I think actually there where death, like, breaks up that fight between them, they actually die, and then Borat goes to heaven and Azamat goes to hell or whatever. (laughs) Like, you know, we were still making up, like, silly, like, things about that. You couldn't do that with this this is like there is no way we could watch this for a year you know like there's so little to bite into and there's so little happening around the edges uh like there was in the original because it's so inorganic and because it's so structured and scripted that there's nothing there for like anybody to really sink their teeth into like when we started watching borat we were kind of saying we felt like, you know, it was a movie you were supposed to watch once and then, like, forget about it for 10 years and then maybe watch it again and go, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Whereas this is a movie you're supposed to watch once and then never think about again, yeah. ever, as long as you live. Like, it's 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 astounding how much this movie is geared towards being relevant for literally two weeks. And <laughs> yeah. that's it. It is like, like the it. the ultimate flash in the pan comedy, right? It, it is it is something, and I think that's kind of what I was talking about with sort of the, the the kind of ephemeral nature of it and being on Amazon, right? Like 
it comes out, it's immediately accessible to anybody with, you know, 12 bucks in their pocket. You watch it from home, you consume it immediately, and, and that's it. It's consumable. It is, it is the definition of a consumable, disposable media experience that just happens to be, you know, a, a Borat sequel, I would say. <laughs> like, if, yeah. if any other character, if any other actor, if any other sort of organization had been involved with this... I think the criticism of it would be like, oh, you know, like it's just like an election movie or whatever, like, oh, or it's yeah. just, it's just like, you know, this, this, this Joe Biden go pro vote, you know, sort of public service announcement type thing. But, um, it, it's like, it's like the fly, right? Like Sasha Baron Cohen put Borat in the teleportation chamber with like, you know, a, a Joe Biden campaign flyer or something like that. And this is what came out of it. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I I guess this is kind of, you know, four episodes in where we just kind of do a post-mortem on this movie because I think I don't really want to talk about it again, right? Like, once we're done with this, I really just have... Like, like I can see myself revisiting the first Borat. I don't see myself ever re-watching this movie after no. we finish recording this mm-hmm. episode. Like, like this is it for me. I, I, I yeah. just don't care about this film at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I still think... At some point, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be like the Christmas holidays or whatever, and I'm going to be sitting here with nothing to do, and I'll go, what if I watch Borat or, you know, whatever, <laughs> but, like, there's no way I'm ever watching this again. I mean, John, you've seen it once, and I feel like you would never watch this again, right? Yeah, like, it's so I'll, nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll get in front of y'all asking the would you watch it again question. I would not watch two again, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe with you all, maybe with, like, f- someone else, but, like, like you wouldn't. Like, it's not it's not something that, like, you could clown on, you know? I would watch Borat 1 again with some time in between, obviously, like, with you all. But no, no way would I watch 2. There's nothing to it. Yeah. And, it, like, it still baffles me that anyone, anyone is taking this movie to be some kind of masterpiece. Like, I don't want to blow up anyone's spot here, but a friend of mine posted um like a screen cap she took on facebook of her like brother-in-law i think it was who was like making this post on facebook being like before you go vote today make sure you've watched borat too so that you can get an idea of who you're voting for if you vote for the republican party and i was like what like i mean like dude, like, like, like you watch that and you and you just be like okay i don't i, I still don't know what i'm voting against like yeah, yeah, but it's like, how are you going to Borat to make your election decision? Like, it's, I don't know. Like, are are we just giving people too much credit? Like, are like are I don't know. Like, I, like I feel like that's a shitty thing to even suggest. But like, who the fuck is watching this movie and being like? This is like this is this is swinging me towards Biden or whatever. Like who? Like ah, oh, it just like I, I'm more angry at the people who came away from this movie thinking this was some kind of wonderful, like wild, outrageous, subversive comedy than I am at the movie itself. Like ah, oh. I it sucks. I it mean, sucks. I know people people like that exist in the world, right? that there are people who 
are, you know, relatively uninformed about politics, uh, uninformed about sort of the inner workings of the, the Democratic Party and that sort of thing. And people who, you know, just kind of exist in the world knowing like, oh, Trump bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, Trump bad. Sure. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, hashtag girl boss, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, <laughs> like, I, I, I think I can see why people who aren't as, like, tapped into, you know, leftism and that sort of more, I guess, radical sphere of politics, or even just, like, on the on the face of it, you know, uh, being educated about the kind of people who run in either party, I... <sighs> I guess I can imagine, you know, I, I can understand why somebody might not know about like QAnon and that sort of thing if, if you if you aren't like online or keeping up with current events. But that doesn't mean that I don't agree with you, Niall, that like coming to Borat as your first line of political knowledge is absolutely unhinged. Like it's right. it's it's unimaginable, right? Right. Like let's say you're somebody like one of the three of us. And you're plugged in enough to, at, at the very least, understand on a basic level what these people stand for on all sides of the political spectrum, right? Like, regardless of whether somebody, you know, identifies as a leftist, as a right-wing person, as a centrist, whatever, you have an, you, you, you understand what that means, right? When somebody says they're something. Like, imagine being somebody and being like, okay... I know my parents are conservative. I know that they lean right, right? Like, they're, maybe they're not even far right, but maybe they lean right, right? And you're like, I need to figure out a way to get through to them that let's maybe vote in the guy that's slightly less terrible, right? What can I do to help them see? I know I'll put on Borat too, and I'll watch that with them. Like, I just don't comprehend that line of thought i guess i just i don't fucking know i i don't know i i think this movie is defeating me at this point like i i've watched it for the last time and just the not even the movie is defeating me i I keep coming back to this it's just the reaction to it is yeah it's just breaking me it's baffling it really is it's um like, again, like you said, it feels rude to say that we're not giving people enough credit, but at the same time, I, I, I feel like so much of the reaction to this film is just taking it on its face, right, and being very, um, very uncritical, you know? And I think, um, I think it's not fair to some people, because we obviously have a different perspective from having sure. seen the first one so many times, so... I would get why people wouldn't pick up that he's rehashing a lot of the bits, right? Like, I would get right, right. that people wouldn't understand that a lot of this is just the same thing he was doing the first time around, especially if, you know, hypothetically you hadn't seen the first film. But even then, I, I don't think that accounts for the larger failures of the movie on a more thematic level. And, um, you know, there's the uh, political aspect of that. But, John, you also talked about how again, uh, inconsistent Borat's character is for the sake of the comedy and the narrative and how it's sort of, uh, you know, flip-flops on who he is and what he does for the sake of any given scene. Uh, yeah. I I, 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 it was kind of a weird thing to think about while I was sitting there, but 
Yeah, they, they very much flip-flop on what they want Borat to be and the kind of character that they want him to be and how, like, fast they want him to become more woke, I guess. Like, I was just sitting there and I'm thinking about how sexist he is. Like, initially shown to be in the first movie and, like, the first couple of scenes in the beginning. But he's very quick to warm up to Tutar and he's... Like, there, there's the bit where they're buying the cage for her, and, you know, she's... and Or, or when she's buying the cupcake or whatever, and you just think about how, you know, he's supposed to see her as, like, subhuman or whatever, but he's just like, teenagers, am I right? <laughs> like, why would Borat say that, you know? Like, why would Borat act <laughs> like that? Right, And yeah. then I'm like, you know, the scene where he's messaging the prime minister and he's like saying sup and chillin like where the fuck does he did he learn about chillin you know like <laughs> yeah and and, and the, la- the last part that i said that which is like maybe the craziest bit was when he walks into the republican convention dressed up in the clan outfit and i'm just like sitting there like this is such a weird thing to think about, but, like, why why does Borat know about the Ku Klux Klan? Like, where did he get that information from, you know? Like, you know, it's like, that is a joke on the Republicans. Like, yeah, they're all Nazis. They're all, they're all KKK. Like, yes, that is, that is true. And, you know, like, showing up and doing that is, like, kind of a protest thing in a, in a way, quote-unquote. But why would borat do that why would borat think of that why would he know about that why would he dress like that you know like there were at least scenes maybe where especially in the last movie where like maybe he saw something and then thought it was acceptable and incorporated it but Mm -hmm. it's not like he met any like kkk members the very least not in the this version of the movie or whatever it's it's not like he learned right. that you know there's like no scene of him like looking up like cool racism.com or whatever the hell like <laughs> yeah he, there's there's no there's no reason for it other than to you know be like yeah we know we're cool liberals yeah like i, I feel like his or the attempt they make at character growth for him is very poorly done like it, it never feels consistent throughout the movie and it, it's like he's he's supposed to be growing as a character but he's not actually learning anything it's like the the bit where he goes into the synagogue because he's so bummed that he thinks the holocaust didn't happen and he like by the time he's like leaving in his interactions with the two old women they're portraying it as if he's, you know, like, no longer got hate in his heart for Jewish people, you know. Like, he now understands that the Holocaust was real, but also, like, that it was devastating and that it was a horrible thing. And then he skips out of the synagogue and he's like, the Holocaust was real, I'm so happy. Like, you know, yeah. like it, it, it doesn't feel like he himself knows and i'm talking about sasha baron cohen not Mm -hmm. uh borat but like it feels like he himself doesn't know exactly what he wants to be apart from he wants to end the movie being like being a quote-unquote feminist right like that's kind of the only thing 
he sees as the end point it's like it's like he he's plotted the movie along like an like an x-axis and he, like at one point he's got like like misogynist and the other he's got like feminist and he doesn't know how he's joining those two dots you know mm-hmm. like he just knows that that's the destination and i don't know like i i i just feel like he doesn't really understand himself like he like he's maybe just like ah uh, people won't won't care nobody's gonna watch this four times you know like, <laughs> I, I don't know oh yeah i hate this movie yeah it's rough like i mean it's not it's not rough in that it infuriates me right like i i think um opinions will vary i i i think maybe y'all have a bit more of like an actively negative opinion about it than i do i i really just like kind of generally disregard it i think is how i would describe my feelings on it like 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 y'all said earlier i can't even work up the the fear to get like um you know, fake mad about it for the sake of the podcast. Like, I just don't have the energy in me and it's not worth it. Right. Like there's nothing in this movie worth getting pissed off about aside from pointing at it and saying, yeah, dude, this just isn't funny. Right. Like you're not shocking me. You're not being offensive. Like I don't hate it because I'm offended. I just don't like it because it's not a funny film. Right. Like that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel too. You know, like I'm, I'm, not like angry sure. or anything like that. I'm just yeah. I'm apathetic and I'm a little <laughs> tired from it, you know. And yeah, I, I'm I'm more tired. I'm more tired about what this movie represents than what it actually is. I'm more sure. tired of sure. neoliberalism and you know not actually trying to do anything and thinking that electing Biden was all all anyone had to do. You know that is a hundred percent. Like Sasha Baron Cohen is sitting there with a fucking bottle of champagne he's popping a bottle and he's happy that biden won and he's not going to think about anything else he like he is going to go away for four years you know like everyone's saying on social media don't go away for four years sasha baron cohen is going away for four years 100 thank god i've never wanted anything more in my entire (laughs) life i mean no no like yeah like it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing like what i'm saying is like you know He's he's not going to come out and do any of those like Facebook like anti Facebook yeah. talks. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. going to actually talk about you know what Trump really did, what people need to do to move on from what he did. You know, help out with any of the COVID stuff. Like that motherfucker's not going to like raise money for COVID or anything like that. He's not going to make any kind of statements about that. He doesn't fucking care. He just wants to look a little better, talking shit about Zuckerberg, and that's it. It's 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 shitty. It's so shitty. I don't want to fucking talk about this movie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, somebody else does want to talk about this movie a little bit, or did want to talk about this movie mm-hmm. a little bit, and I feel like it, it would be negligent of us, Ryan, to not bring this up on the final episode because this was posted like literally like i think minutes after our last recording mm-hmm. where we wrote where we read a um post on instagram that lunel had had written about how she'd been you know taken out of uh taken out of the the movie in you know at some point in the cut 
And she made a second post where she absolutely went in on Sasha Baron Cohen, and she's like completely right about everything she says here. So I just want to read it because I feel like it's really a good cap to put on Borat as a yeah, whole. Because sort of you know, a, a fitting into this uh, this this sad saga of, yeah, um, so, of angst. Yeah. So Lunell posted this like right after we recorded the last thing, uh, but she would. But this is what, basically what she says here. Uh, this is a bit long, but bear with me here. Uh, I would like the viewers of one of Sasha Baron Cohen's latest films, Borat, subsequent movie film, to dig these words I have to say. It was my understanding that I was to be included in this film. I was not. Neither was Ken Davidian, who played Borat's agent, manager, and friend, Azamat. After viewing the sequel, I'm actually glad I wasn't. But who cares oh, oh. about that? For those who saw the original masterpiece, uh, maybe yeah, debate you on that sh- one. Sure. Um, <clears throat> you may or may not remember that Borat and I got married at the end of the film and had produced two biracial children who were pictured at our feet as we waved goodbye to the camera. It blows my mind how in this sequel... Borat's daughter was completely clan sheet white, erasing our relationship with no reference or explanation what happened to his black wife and children. Odd. I get it, though. The pranks Borat pulled in this film would never have worked with a biracial daughter. He would never have gotten into Rudy Giuliani's room with a mixed girl, therefore therefore thwarting his point of exposing the grossly predictable vulnerability of an older aging man when it comes to the compliments and eye-betting of a young white blonde woman. Just another case of how easily disposable we as black women are, whether it is for the sake of so-called art or not. Actually, I personally think he should have left the classic alone. I'm truly not hurt. Neither is my bank account if you get my drift. Just saying. Fucking A. I think that is, like, a pretty perfect point to make about the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we we had brought it up last week, right? Where did Tutar come from? Like, she couldn't be Lunel's kid because if Borat and Lunel had kids they would be biracial and she's clearly like white Eastern European. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Lunel is dead, 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 correct on like the erasure of her and the children that she in character had with Borat and like the more broad, you know, racist undertones and systematic failures that, that sort of, uh, you know, leads to, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's pretty much the perfect capstone on on this whole miserable endeavor that is Borat to <laughs> to me. Like, uh. it's, it, it it's it's a pointless film, <laughs> and it I'm really glad is. we never have to see it again. Yeah, you know how when they did Kill Bill, they released the the two parts edited together as the whole bloody affair. This is going to be our podcast. The first fifty-two episodes are Borat Club. The 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 what did you say? The entire miserable endeavor or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. the, point, the, the pointless miserable endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> Borat Club oh, and then no God. good, very bad, horrible fifty-two weeks. Yeah, Jesus. He, but they're over now. It, well, it's almost over. I mean, Borat is over. Borat is canceled. We've canceled Borat. We finally did it. We came in and we did the five-point palm exploding heart technique on Borat, and he said, wah, wah, wee, wah, and then fell over and died. 
And uh, now we only have one uh, one more uh, bit of business to tie up before this tale of uh, pointless misery reaches its conclusion, and that is uh, that's Bruno. We do still that's have Bruno. to watch Bruno, but um, we do. Borat defeated. <laughs> I I can't stress enough how good this feels. Like I <laughs> I'm I'm a little worn out today. I'll admit I've been moving stuff all day today. Been carrying a lot of boxes. Uh, I really need a nap, but you know what? With God as my witness, I am drawing an incredible amount of spiritual strength from knowing I never have to interact with the character of Borat ever again. I can feel it. it. it, it I can is feel really, it from both of you. Yeah, it's really radiating off me, and and I... Oh, I'm so glad to be done, dude. Oh my god. I, I can't believe that we did that. I, I, I wish I, I wish that I could just like take both of you out for like drinks or something because both of you just deserve like something I don't know what but like <laughs> you all deserve a little something something just for you this can, yeah you can erase my internet history for me so the big government doesn't see how many times I watched Borat <laughs> okay yeah just like yeah. all the all the isekai anime where they're like you know, delete my internet history or whatever. I'll do that when you're uh, eventually isekai to Kazakhstan. Yeah, delete my delete my 38 letterbox reviews of Borat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, Ryan, we do need to go to Kazakhstan. We do at some point. I would, I would like, honestly like to. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I would love to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from everything I've ever seen of what Kazakhstan actually looks like, mm-hmm. looks like a, a hell of a place, like legitimately like beautiful place. So I'd yeah. love to go. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll 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 knock it around. See what we can make yeah. happen. Yeah, maybe a little bit more antagonistic towards the idea ever since they actually like adopted Borat. Yeah, um, very nice I, I don't as know. Their, that's their that's slogan, but you that's know. making the best out of a bad situation it to is, me, right? Like, yeah. what else are they going to do? They either have to embrace it or keep like saying, "No, this sucks and we hate it." And obviously, yeah. Borat is is for better or worse, just enough of a cultural touchstone that it's it's hard to ignore for them. So mm. you know, it is what whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think about does it for Borat. Uh, as Ryan mentioned, next week we will be doing Bruno Club. It's one viewing of Bruno. Do not ask <laughs> us to do a year. Um, we we do have a, a, a little mini series to kind of round out the year and maybe into the first week or two of next year uh, after Bruno Club. And then we're going to be starting. Uh, something a little more long form, another like year long thing, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, same feed, you won't need to like resubscribe or anything like that. But yeah, we'll 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 dish the the dirt on that as we get mm-hmm. closer to it. But for now, John, thank you so much for coming back. Of uh, course, on the show, you were there with us from the start mm-hmm. uh, in spirit. Uh, and it's come full circle now. And yes. Yeah, just thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, no. Yeah, it I, I, thank I, you for coming, Guy. I have to thank both of you for having me on. This was this is quite the experience. Um, and, you know, just, you know, as a, as a friend and as a fan of your work that you all have done uh, here on Borat Club and otherwise, you know, it's it's been a delight, like, just listening to you all and hearing how funny you are and how talented you all are so yeah like i will continue to listen to everything that you all work on and i would be happy to guest on future stuff 
And I think, yeah. you know, I think we're going to have some movies down the line, John, that you're going to want to be uh, involved with. So, oh, yeah. so, so, so keep, keep an ear out. Keep an ear out for that. I, I yeah, absolutely I, will. I, th- I think there's one in particular that uh, is maybe a John Machansky favorite that mm-hmm. we might be getting to at some point in the coming months. Oh, yeah. But yeah, John, thank you again so much. Um, you are a man of the internet. Uh, where can people find your stuff? Yeah, the man who posts. Uh, you can find uh, all the stuff that I dictate mostly, you know. I'm in charge of the show at the Video Game Choo Choo, videogamechoochoo.com. Uh, you know, I don't know how far into the future folks will be listening to this particularly, but, you know, uh, we, we did say that we're probably going to change the name of the site soon. So, you'll find that out. I'm sure that... I'm, sh- I'm sure you all will hear about it soon, sooner than later. But yes, for now, videogamechoochoo.com or at vgchoochoo on Twitter if you want to follow us there. Or you can follow me on Twitter at j-o-h-n underscore m-i-c-h-o-n-s-k-i. And I'm just there posting. That's that's how it goes. Hell yeah. Ryan, my dear friend, where can people find your other work? Niall. Niall, my, my brother in arms, my... Uh... <laughs> my my rock in this trying experience <laughs> people can find me on twitter at Kurskoat. i'm posting less and less which means if you want to hear what i have to say about movies you can also find me on letterboxd i think my username on there is uh, at sewer peak p-e-a-k I think so yeah. yeah and then my other podcast is emoji drone with sylvia from friends at the table the update um, the update schedule has been a little bit erratic because I've been busy and haven't had much time to edit. But if you want to hear two people do a podcast that is about emoji, about uh, rating, ranking, and um, saying saying bad words about emoji, that may be uh, be your kind of deal. So go check that out. Niall, what are you up to these days? Yeah, I work with John over at Video Game Choo Choo, so like, please hit us up and listen to our podcasts, watch our videos and streams, and read our reviews and stuff. Uh, we work hard on it, and we're coming up to hell season, so mm-hmm. it's very much appreciated. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, do not have a personal Twitter, but I guess if Ryan's going to plug his Letterboxd, uh, I'll plug <laughs> mine as well. If you want to, if you want to see me give every movie I ever watch half a star, um, <laughs> you can follow me on Letterboxd at emochrist e m o c h r i s t. Um, Borat Club is on Twitter uh, at Borat Club. We have an email address uh, boratclubcast at gmail dot com. We would love to hear from you on your thoughts about Borat. It's always uh, very much appreciated when we know that like somebody is listening and suffering through Borat with us. Um, and yeah, uh, like we said, next week, Bruno, um, if you enjoy the show, uh, please leave us a like, a rating, a review, wherever you get your podcast. It's very much appreciated. Tell a friend. Um And yeah, until next week, stay safe, and we will see you for fucking Bruno next week. Have a good one. See ya for Bruno.